Well, hello and welcome to the Heed Army podcast live. This is the new format uh, with all the bells and whistles. You see, we had our new uh, intro there. We hope you enjoyed it. We've got a fully, fully uh, loaded show for you tonight. I just moved my microphone out the way there. Um, but before we start, a massive thank you to our sponsors, Northern Print Solutions, because without them, we wouldn't be able to bring you um, the show like this. Um, we're able to bring you highlights and stuff from GTFC TV, interviews and other things, and be able to put them all in. So a big thank you to Northern Print Solutions. We'll be playing out an advert for them a little bit later on, and we'll be making that better throughout uh, the next couple of weeks. But tonight, we've got lots to talk about, and it's full interactive. If you do send us a message on here, we can bring it up on the screen. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook. Please do get involved. But topics tonight, JJ joins Blythe Spartans on loan. The Jet Garner um, contract has been extended, the loan from Fleetwood. And um, we preview uh, Kitty Minster and Farsley Celtic on Tuesday in the FA Trophy. And, uh, well, Mickey, it's uh, it's nice to be broadcasting. A bit strange on a Friday night. Very strange. At one it is. <laughs> I know we're gonna say, but everybody's into it. It's a captive audience tonight, so we expect high numbers. So uh, we hope you do enjoy it and um, get involved in the show. We do want to hear from you. And um, well, this is what is going to come on tonight's show. <laughs> is um the things we've got in the show plus more we've got guests and we'll be speaking to them very shortly um we'll start at the very top um gg leaving for Blythe spartans on loan of course the lad wants first team football at the moment maybe not the the time for him to get in the squad because a lot of players playing really well and um who do you drop to fit them in to the way gets are playing at the moment that's it um I can understand, you know, JJ's been here a while. He's one of the more experienced players now. He doesn't really want to be sitting on the bench. Uh, and who could you loan him to? You don't want to make Spenny more any stronger. Uh, or apply the threat to a playoff place? Probably not. Um, yeah. There's no Northern League games. Or step, the next step up from that, the step uh, three. Premier League. So... Was if he wants to go and get games, I'm afraid he's had to join the great unwashed. And I just hope he wipes his feet on the way out and gets DDT for training. So, well, as I say, he's, he's wish him all the best. It's a bit of a shame. Um, you know, at least 
God forbid, if, if he has left the club, if he doesn't end up coming back at the end of his loan at Blythe Spartans, at least he leaves playing football because there was a point where obviously he might not have been playing football. And that's the, you know, the, the big thing for him. At least he's back playing football and doing well. Um, let's see. And uh, we've got a, a message here from a Facebook user who's uh, hid their name. <laughs> oh, I don't know why it hasn't put the name up, but um, it's put last Wembley hero gone. Really sad to see. And uh, yeah, end of an era, really, in, in that respect. Um, he might come back. It might be the end. Uh, like you said, I mean, even though he's joined them, how can you have a go at JJ? You know what I mean? Yeah, you just can't. Said... I mean, yeah, you've got to remember he's, when he went clean through against Grimsby. But with at Wembley, I mean, another hard work was done. But he put the ice, he put the cherry on the ice cake, didn't he? So yeah, he certainly and did. But with Wembley, yeah, he, him and Scotty Barrow led the way against Callagher. Uh-huh. it's uh, I see, it's it's sad, but um, at least as I say, one positive: he he goes playing football, and um, you know, he might may come back. It's not like he's you know the, the door's completely shut, but he's he's off to play. Um, first team football and get some minutes under his belt. Um, of course, player of the season last year as well. So, you know, they've got a good player on their hands there and um, well, all the best to him, but just not too much luck uh, <laughs> playing for Blythe. Yeah, I hope he goes up there and gets player of the year, but they're still going to do. <laughs> well, Mickey, you're very positive on that on that uh, side. Um, right, before, because uh, we're going to have Dom Skur speaking to us very shortly, former Gates of Sea Press Officer, Media Manager, um, now with the Hartlepool Mail covering Hartlepool nationwide. I believe he might actually be in a hotel down walking at the moment, uh, so it'll be good when he joins us. But let's have a little look back at last weekend's uh, goals against Leamington. <laughs> Greg, obviously a frustrating one more draw here at Leamington in the end. What's the the mood like in the dressing room after that one? Um, we are a bit gutted to be honest. It feels a bit more like a loss than, uh, than anything. Um, you come away down here, travel three or four hours, you win in 1-0, comfortable, and then all of a sudden it's a lapse in concentration and you come away with a point when it should be three. And, um, but it, we knew that they were going to go until the, the final whistle, so it wasn't like we didn't know. So, um, but overall, it's just a bit disappointed, but not too bad. In terms of the performance, though, is it more of a positive reflection from the lads? You know, you created a lot of chances, had a lot of shots on goal, and ultimately the, the keepers pulled off a, a few worldy saves, basically in both halves. Yeah, um, like Mike and Bus came in and said, "Look, 
um, like they're proud of us for for how we started and now where we are here. Um, five, five, us, five, six unbeaten now. So um, we're still going forward. And but again, on another day, the keeper doesn't save three or four of them, um, and we come away winners comfortably. Um, but it's just football at the end of the day. You, you touched on the the unbeaten run there. So you, you still are unbeaten. You've been on a very positive run. You're still right up there in terms of the form table. So does it have to be that's what you take from this that you're still unbeaten. You can still go again and, and carry that on next week against Kevin. So yes, yeah, it's, it's not a defeat at the end of the day. Um, we're still getting points on the board, which is needed. Um, but again, if we if we're going to be challenging up there, we just need to keep putting points on the board. And obviously, Kidderman's deserve. They're an informed team as well, so it doesn't stop. We have to go again next week, uh, training throughout the week, and obviously turn up um, next week and hopefully get a three points. Well, that was Greg Ollie speaking after the game. Um, a real sucker blow, a sucker punch, really, to uh, concede in the last minute. Did feel like a bit of a defeat when um, you're looking at the scores and thinking just blow the full time whistle. Um, it, you know, it just didn't really, you know happen for us it's famous gate said of course uh the way we do it sam punts but even gutted for the last minute uh, gap equalizer uh, for Leminton. apparently their keeper had a blinder had to take the positives going into kidderminster and hopefully we can pick up a win it, it's you know it, it is going to be a tough one uh very tough game to go into but before we go into sorting about that we are going to be joined uh right, right now he's waiting in the uh green room it's dom skir and hello there dom how are you doing Hi, not too bad. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Ah, uh, no problem. I'm just going to turn your mic down a slight bit because it uh, echoes a little bit. But there we go. Um, so Dom, as I say, life as a, a journalist now, covering Hartlepool, length and breadth of the country. Um, maybe a little bit similar to the travelling what you did with Gateshead. But uh, how are you finding things down at the Hartlepool Mail? Uh, not too bad, to be fair. I mean, it's been a busy, busy start to the season. A bit hectic. Um, Games called off left, right, and centre. I'm currently in a hotel down in Woking at the moment, playing playing them tomorrow. So it's been busy. Not too not too dissimilar, as you say, from from Gateshead in terms of the travelling um, stuff like that, being in the national league. So it's been good so far. It's 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 different, but I but I've thoubly enjoyed it. And uh, of course, there's a few familiar names to Gateshead uh, at Hartlepool. And last week we've seen the arrival of Luke Armstrong. Um, at Hartlepool, scoring on his debut two goals, and um, just great to see him back in action and scoring goals. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he hasn't really, without being too critical of him, he hasn't really done much since leaving Gateshead, to be honest. Um, 17 goals in, in 10 games during his uh, spell at the International Stadium uh, a couple of seasons ago, and then since then, he went to Accrington Stanley, didn't really do an awful lot, and then moved on to Salford and sort of had a bit part role there. So it's nice to see him back in the northeast. I was speaking to him the other day and he said he just after after such a tough year, sort of living by himself in um in Manchester, he just wants to be back home with his family, enjoying his football. And I think being back in the National League scoring goals is probably the best way to do that. And uh, well, as you mentioned with his hair? I know it's it. I mean um it's nice and long in it. Um <laughs> I, 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 when I when I saw him, I, I, I almost didn't recognise him because it's it's nice. It's a few footballers are doing it uh, as a result of the lockdown. I mean, I've I've had well, you can see I haven't had a haircut in a while. So um, well, you've got yeah. for the shaggy look, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, definitely looks like shaggy. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
If you do need a Scooby Doo impersonator over Christmas, Dom will be available. <laughs> um, Dom. Hartlepool having a, a quite a similar season to Gator. It didn't start the best, but brought in a lone striker and starting to claim the claim the, the league table. Yeah, well, actually, they started uh, three straight wins, so they started really well. But then, obviously, the form dipped quite significantly after that. Um, then just went on a run of, I think, one win in eight, I think it was. And then the one one last game with Luke Armstrong in. But one thing they have lacked is, is a goal scorer, really. So, hopefully... Getting Luke Armstrong in, getting two goals on his debut, he can be that that sort of player. Because over the past few seasons, that's that's something Hartlepool and, and probably Gateshead to a degree of of lack someone who they can rely on to stick the ball in the net, sort of yeah. on a consistent basis. And obviously, you're following Hartlepool in the National League, you'll be coming across a lot of familiar faces that played at Gateshead, and there's a lot of former players that are scoring goals. At much higher levels, obviously, football league, there's a, quite a few that are making football league appearances as well. But like Jamal Fifield scored the other night, we're seeing goals mm. from a lot of players, and it just makes you think what could have been because we had a, a fantastic uh, bunch of players come through the club over that three, four year period when you were at the club. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, someone like you mentioned Jamal Fifield there, but someone like John Mellish or Carlisle, I think his goal scoring this season sort of taken everyone everyone by surprise. I think he only scored twice for Gateshead uh, during his time at the club. And then I think he's got something like, he's in double figures this season for Carlisle, which is which is amazing, really. And then you see see a lot of players come through, but I I, I think I posted something earlier in the season where um, it was a, a line-up Gateshead had, I think it was against Barnet around this time two years ago. And that team was as good as any team any other side in the National League that season. And it, it is a case of what could have been, really. I think if you pick a best 11 of Gateshead from the past five years, it's probably a, a League Two standard sort of 11, if you like. So, yeah, I, I agree with you there. There's been some really, really sort of top-class players come through the club over the past sort of four or five years. Yeah. And um, one thing I want to ask you about, because obviously it was breaking news last night, and I don't know if you would be covering it down your neck of the woods in the Hartlepool Mail, but obviously, Spennymore are managerless at the moment. Mm. Um, you know, you, you you got to take your rose tinted glasses off on Gateshead, and got to say that is a hell of a job for anyone to go into. Decent side, the club, the club ground has been, you know, done up. The clubhouse is there. Everything, the, the infrastructure is there for that club to be a national league club. Mm. And surely, there's got to be some big names from the northeast interested in that job. Yeah, you'd think so. It's a lot of pressure, huge uh, shoes to fill. Jason Ainsley been there for 14 years, I think it is, and he's just built built that club from, or seen that club uh, be built from the ground up and came within touching distance of a place in the National League. And they've, since they've came up into the National League North, they've always been up there, up there competing, and I expect them to be be the same again. Um, hopefully, they can get get the right manager in. But like with any club. Manager who's been there a long time, they're not going to sort of jump to a decision quickly. They got they probably think about it and, and make sure they bring in the right person in. Because last person in there, Jason Ainsley, sort of been a project for him over the past sort of decade or so, fourteen years, and um, they'll probably want someone of a similar sort of ilk. But who that person is, I'm not sure. But I'm sure there'll be a lot of people interested in in that in that role. Without a doubt, and um, as I say, I'd, I'd be a fool not to ask you about your time at Gateshead. Um, 
you've seen ups, downs, downs, and downs. <laughs> but we did have some good ups, though, didn't we? we yeah, definitely. Yeah. Touching distance of getting back to Wembley in the FA Trophy and you know missing out on the playoffs narrowly. Um, but what what would you say is your favourite moment from being involved at Gateshead? It's a tough one. Um, I was thinking about that, funny enough, on the on the drive down today. Um, you mentioned the FA Trophy. I think that that late Orient sort of quarter final, the two the two legs, um, being three 0 down after sixty five minutes, I think it was, and then Danny Johnson scoring twice, and then Richard Pennicut heading in in the in the ninetieth minute to force a replay, and then two 0 up early on at the International Stadium, and then. Late Norway and get it back to two two. You think we've thrown it away, and then um, Richard Pennicut again, funnily enough, um, snatches it at, at, at the death for the second time. So, I think that that was a moment where I thought, you know what, we could actually get to Wembley here again, and um, that was a really exciting time. And then promoting that um, Bromley game, we got the Chronicle behind us. We got a lot of fans in, into the ground. I think it was nearly two and a half thousand fans in the ground, which. For yeah. Gateshead is is a is a decent decent number, and um, so I'd say that was probably a standout moment for me. But then all of the eighteen nineteen season was just an absolute roller coaster. It was just there's some crazy games. Um, I think the Aldershot game away from home, we won two nil. I think we had fourteen players, no food, no overnight stay, anything like that. I think we just sold Fraser Kerr, Scott Barrow. Um, had been touted about and um, won two nil, and it was Cam Selkeld and Connor Thompson scored um, yeah. late on, um, and those were players who even in that small squad were sort of bit part players. So it was just that was when I thought, you know what, we might just do this here, like pull off the impossible. And speaking of Scott Barrow after the game, I remember he just gave such a passionate interview, and then I was like, you know what, I, I, I proper love this job. And um, it was just, regardless of what happened and stuff like that, that game stood out as just a sort of highlight for me. Because, like, personally, I'm professional because everyone just came together and, and, and got quite emotional yeah. in the end. But Scott Barrow, Ben Clark, interviewing them after the game, they were just summed up why that why that team in particular was, was so special that season. Yeah, and for me, there was two games, and they were both against Salford, uh, obviously early on in the season, when we, I think the second game of the season we won. And won well as well. And then in the uh, return fixture in the league, when we drew down at Salford, and they just couldn't get get, get pick us apart. And that team went on to you know gain promotion. And it, it it was just a when you look back, sometimes it's a little bit of a hard pill to swallow. And you think, well, we, we were better than them with with a shoestring budget and a load of youth youth players essentially at times. And it was it was a magic season. Charge. Yeah, it was a magic season on the pitch, but off the pitch, we know what happened. But mm. I think what Steve Watson and Mickey Cummins managed to get together at the beginning of the season was uh, quite special. Definitely, yeah, definitely. And um, I, I agree with you about those Salford games for, for different reasons. I think the Salford game at the International Stadium went into it on a high after beating Maidenhead the opening day and um, thought, I'm, I don't think anyone expected us to win, but... Um, Definitely came into that game with a bit of positivity behind us and then just played them off the park and um, it was a really good win. And then the the reverse fixture, as you say, it was things were sort of on a downer. Ben Clark's first game in charge, we thought we'd lost 
Luke Armstrong, top scorer. Um, so you thought we could get sort of blown over again. But again, outplayed them and uh, got a deserved point in the end. So yeah, two, two great, great results. It certainly was. And um, Mickey, have you got any questions? Well, all I've got to say is, I mean, every, while there's a lot of things about the mental health, and I'm I'm surprised. Work with Colour, tell me you weren't in an asylum. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I, me and Alicia um, and Mike Coulson, to a degree as well, um, shared the office. And I always said, Alicia, Alicia, I'll go. Oh, I've, I had it. I had it bad and stuff like that. But she only spent. A few months with, with with Joe in that office. I spent the full season, and um, it was it was fun. It I'll, I'll, I, without going too slanderous or anything like that. It was fun. It was interesting, and um, yeah, kept me on my toes. Put it that way. Well, John Laverick's put millionaires against Pope as uh, what a night at the Gator International Stadium. It, it certainly was. Uh, was that the one where you you went rouge? Yeah, wasn't there a tweet went viral um, of like um, Gary Neville's face when it had Salford one nil up and like yeah, smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. You had a few viral things happen that season, didn't you? And the yeah, season, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just funny how things work. You just, I think, without sounding unprofessional, but towards the end when you sort of know the your jobs. You're not going to have a job in a few months, basically. Um, you sort of, I wouldn't say stop caring, but you, it's sort of the shackles are off, and you just tweet whatever. And um, I think that that led to a few inventive tweets and stuff like that. And I mean, was it the most professional thing to do? Probably not, but um, we we'll had fun with it. Well, we were going down. We may as well go down laughing and fighting. So it was yeah, had a was had a good fun. Of, well, that. I've had enough of this. I'm just gonna stuff you. I'm just gonna mm. treat what I want in it, basically. He didn't yeah. care. <laughs> no, exactly. He didn't care about him, so uh, as I say, well, it's all in the past and things are looking a yeah, bit yeah. more at the moment. Yeah, it is um, all in the past, but Dom had to work with it. I know, I know. As I say, I, as I say, I, I like to call Tom a friend, and I, I've seen him many a match day, and I could tell sometimes whether to ask him what had went on and when not. Do. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, no. It's, uh, as I say, we can laugh about it now. Perform and... Sting Martyr on a melee. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> Dom, as I say, you, you're all over at the moment, uh, following Hartlepool. Uh, as I say. I, it must be a little bit different, but is it, it is it just as much fun as being a press officer for a club? Um, ooh, I don't know. It's different. It's a, it's a different type of work completely, really. I mean, you're covering games, you go into games, but press officer, you, it's plates are spinning left, right and centre, really. You, you're working on highlights, packages, match reports, interviewing, organising interviews for other players. So, um, whereas... Here, working for the Hartlepool Mail, it's a lot more focused, if you know what I mean, where it's just about getting reports, getting interview pieces out. And it's probably harder work. There's more work, but um, it's a lot more focused. So it's easier in that respect. Whereas um, as a press officer, you can have some slow days. You can have some days where it's really hectic. um, So it's a bit more consistent here. And um, as a press officer, you can be your, your own boss to a degree, but... Um, it's both jobs are fun. I've, I enjoyed thoroughly enjoyed both jobs. 
hour. It's uh, been absolutely fantastic to catch up with you. I'll, sorry, Mick, were you going to ask another question there? I was going to say, have you noticed a difference in the football under Challoner? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think the past, he's been there a year now, and um, it, uh, definitely towards the back end of last season, he got, got the players in that he wanted, and he got them playing in a certain way, very high intensity, attacking, uh, wing-backs bombing forward, so attractive football. Um, this season, the budget's been cut sig- significantly, so the quality sort of drops slightly, but hopefully the players like Luke Armstrong in, Luke Molyneux, who we know well. Um, there's there's creativity there, goals there. So hopefully they can gel and uh, find that winning formula that sort of keeps them in playoff contention for the for the rest of the season. Oh, well, well, we'll keep an eye out and we'll keep an eye out for your work as well. Dom, it's a pleasure to call you a friend and thank you for coming back on, on the Heat Army podcast. Uh, Giving up your, your night when you're away when I don't know what you've well, been doing. Doing, doing nothing else, wasn't I? Not so, um, he's doing his um, only fans page, <laughs> his lady viewers. Um, <laughs> you like to give it a plug, Dom? <laughs> no, I'm referring to Dom. Well, on that note, Dom. As well, mate, Dom. Uh, it's been, been a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. All Thank- the best. Oh, there we go. Dom Skur, um, say a lovely lad and um, say just all around nice guy. And he, he worked his socks off, socks off for Gateshead. And uh, say it's a pleasure to speak to him. We'll wish him all the best uh, covering Hartlepool. And uh, as I say, he's getting to speak to a few and cover former for Gateshead players. Right. Um, before we get our next guest on, I think we're going to be having Ant Skurfield uh, coming soon. Um, we will. Uh, second there we go well Anskerfield is ready and waiting but we're going to play a little message from our sponsors and we'll be back with Anf just after this Well, uh, yes, a massive thank you to Northern Print Solutions. As I say, we've been able to add all these bells and whistles in, add highlights and interviews, and also be able to get more people on the show. And that's all thanks to our sponsors. Please follow them at any of their social media. We will be making an advert with all their social media in their brand and logos, offers, and things like that in the coming weeks. Um, right now, we're privileged to be joined by uh, Anne Skirfield. And uh, he's a Gated fan that is uh, probably well, stuck in uh, Bolton at the moment. Doesn't get to see many games, but I imagine and for this season must be a bit weird because he'd be seeing more games than he normally would. You would say that, but when you've got a one-year-old and you you want to do stuff on the Saturday at three a.m. three three p.m. it's um it's challenging to watch the football. But no, it's it's been good. I've watched a few games. Watched that. I've paid money for the Bradford game. When I've seen one of the worst videos I've ever seen in my life. Um, I think Mickey, <laughs> you've seen it as well, didn't you? And it was just, yeah. <laughs> it's one of them. It's it's a work in progress more than anything else. But um, no, it's been good. It's been good to watch Gateshead play. And I was just thinking uh, last night. The last time I seen Gateshead play was Geisley away last last year, and we were two 0 down. And then Greg Ollie scored. I think I think Ollie scored. Made it 2-1. I forgot who scored the header. Cooper. Cooper scored the header in the last minute. And it's just typical gated. It is, isn't it? And then you look at the limiting the limiting performance last week. You're 1-0 up. You're cruising. 
then they kick you right in the balls, don't you? And it's one one. Oh, that's good, said fire, isn't it? We've got a message from I don't know who the Facebook user is, but it's coming. Does Ant still wear Toms? No, I've got some nice socks on today. I, I don't, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Toms, Toms. I used to wear Toms, chinos, and a Rihanna jumper. That was my famous uh, my clothes back in the day. What can I say? Well, I didn't expect us to be going down the uh, fashion route. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, how I are you then, anyway, Skiff? Yeah, well, all right. She's she's one. She was one two weeks ago. So we're just oh, um, getting ge- yeah getting geared up for Christmas. But it's just it's horrible. We've had the full year. We've just been more or less in lockdown here in Manchester. It's been restaurants and pubs have been closed for about five or six months now. So we can't do anything. I, I can't take a swimming on a Saturday and just things like that. It's just it's frustrating more than anything else. Yes, it's just it's, like uh, it's, it's, it's the years flown and it's it's it been awful. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't say any football, and you well, you're watching streams. Everyone wants to be at the football, don't we? Hey, but you know what? Bly's getting hammered every weekend, so I'm cheers me out of it. Let's be fair. <laughs> well, that guy's without saying that's gift, isn't it? So... <laughs> it's um, yeah. Um, I, I was up. I, I drove up last weekend. I shouldn't have, but uh, my uh, my grand my granddad's got um uh, cancer, so I had to go up, kind of safe bye kind of thing but uh, apart from that haven't been up since the march so the week before we went in lockdown it was the last time i was up home and um yeah it was about march time it was terrible really yeah and uh the south shield trendsetter apparently uh <laughs> message but I, I, obviously you mentioned there uh, obviously having small children it is hard to mm. watch the street and you know obviously find time on a saturday as well because it's not easy as just going to the match and giving it your full attention yeah. but you know the the streams is it's a small consolation isn't it that people are getting to see the football for me though... if, if it's something that we can do in the future for anyone who's away from the uh, the town i think it's a huge thing obviously you got obviously you got myself i know pink pink neil pinkers he's he's not in the country you've got arvin if we can do something like that I'm, i would happily pay the season ticket price to get something like that in um, I, just, I just think it's it's really really good. We've seen over the last five years, even longer than that, the radio companies have dried up massively. And um, BBC Newcastle, unfortunately, don't go anywhere near us anymore. And it's either sit on Twitter, refresh, or now you've got this little platform. I think it's I think it's brilliant, really. I think there's going to be a lot of places maybe do go down this route. I think comedy clubs will probably be one of the ones David's been doing streams in certain places. Mm. I think it might just be one of them things for the foreseeable future where if you've got a restricted um, capacity of what you're allowed um, in certain places, then maybe a stream is the next mm-hmm. best thing for people who maybe are still shielding or maybe not comfortable going out. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a happy medium there, but at least, you know, even the small, I mean, obviously Gates is not the biggest club, but they've managed to be able to do it. But the, the littler clubs in the league, I mean, hats off to everybody for managing maybe this, the streams haven't been great, but everyone's been chucked in at the deep end, and you know you've you've got to applaud everybody for being able to at least get something out there, even though it's not fantastic. One hundred percent. I mean, Scarfa picked up on it before the the Bradford Park Avenue one, where they tried to turn to look with the look, we were attacking the goal at the bottom end, and you you see the picture of the fire exit door, <laughs> you see the white door with the fire exit on. I mean. 
but everyone's learning now. And I mean, this is totally uncharted territory. Imagine if this happened 10, 15 years ago when we were in the Unibond and I don't know, we're going to places like Osset and Frickley. Imagine if clubs like that get the the money in to do that kind of thing. I don't know if they're doing it at that level, but it's just, it, it is incredible. You look at this league, yeah, we're full-time, but there's a lot of clubs that are part-time. Yeah, mm-hmm. take, I know you don't want to turn, but look at Darlington. Darlington's, they've got their fans and they've, they've put all their investment in to do that. And it just shows you the non-league scene, the community, how they've come together. And I just hope when things do go back to normal, we'll see an increase in crowds. Um, yeah. I don't want to, people get used to getting Sky TV and you can you can put Sky on, you've got matches Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I really hope the community starts getting together. I think with Gated, I think it was really bounced. It was getting really, really good. Then this has been a really kick in the teeth. And what I really hope is when we come back, we see them crowds where they are 800, 900,000 and kick on, really. Yeah. Um, we've got a message here from Roger. He's put any ideas how many viewers uh, we, we've taken on the streams? I don't know. Uh, I just turn up with the microphone when I'm there and uh, try and try and describe what's happening but um sure if someone's listening from the club they might be able to give an idea of what kind of numbers there is but just uh thinking there as well my last home game i was at mickey was um it was absolute i think it was absolute when it all kicked off with uh our former owner slash uh financial advisor oh yeah it was when their fans i think that was it was it when their fans were outside as well and there was a bit of a protest yeah they, they joined in the protest because they were yeah. going to a similar thing weren't they yeah we drove up that day from manchester because I knew, I knew like this is what we need to go to do in that and it was just yeah i was one of this year and uh talking about it there was like yeah that was my one of the last uh, home games i've been in for a long time so but you know what i can't wait just imagine it you know gated stadium this main stand for cold Tuesday night and someone starts in Tynesiders. You know what I mean? That's all you've got to think about. It's going to happen. It's really going to happen. It's just going to, hopefully the club can blow up and just progress, really. Fingers crossed. I don't want to blow up. (laughs) I have just noticed that I haven't got the comments turned on on uh, the YouTube channel. I will uh, amend that for the next time we broadcast. But if you do want to send any messages in, if you're not watching on uh, Facebook, uh, please do tweet us at heed underscore army. The address is just there on the screen. And, um, well, I say, and for it, from what we have seen and what we've learned this season, we, we're more than competitive, even though we're not in the stands. Mm-hmm. It, it, you don't have to be, you know, like there to see that we've got a decent side in the making at the moment. What we need to do, I think, is if we can learn as a team to grind out games, if we can get them one nils away, go from them draws to them wins, I think we will be in the top six. If we can just learn to do that. Issue is, we've got a very young team. I do think when Mike is fit, that experience is going to be massive at the back. I think it will be huge. It's just learning to grind them results out. We can play any team off the park of how we play football, but is it going to places like Brevers on a Tuesday or going to Fowlsley on next Tuesday? And I know it's in the cup, but trying to grind them results out, I think it's so important to do that. Um, and go from there, really. That's it. We seem to, we, sorry, Davey, we I'm seem to sorry. do really well against the top clubs. And then as soon as we come up against the so-called lesser clubs, that's when we are crap. You go back, yeah, you, you beat you beat Luton 5-1, yeah, but then you you go to Southport the next week and you get hammered 4-5-0, won't you? It's, it's always oh, been man. the case. Yeah, um, 
I take I said to a couple of friends of mine, how many times have we lost two in the lead? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you, you can count them on your hands and toes, and you still haven't got enough digits. Well, we, we've got a tweet from uh, Luke Heed FC, and he's put, Gitter till I die, question mark, yes or no? Well, I think that answers itself. It's yes, isn't it? Um, but we all said years ago, and we're sitting here thinking about it, really, as if all these years <laughs> come past. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, got all this effort to do this, and like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like talking. But um, see, it's, it's one of them things... But um, if you are just tuning in and you want to find out anything, information from the stream, go to Gator's uh, website or social media. You can see that on the screen there. So please do that and um, you'll get everything you want. Well, we've week. got skin. Go on, then. Favourite player? Favourite player, James Curtis. Um, going back to when I first... It's funny enough, I was watching Marine on TV the other day on the game. And Marine was my first ever away game. And I remember getting on the team bus, Mickey Thornton, Tony Lay was the manager, pinched pinch my pork sandwiches, I remember that, um, and Tony <laughs> Carter was on the bus. It was, I think it was an FA Cup game I got beat. But I met, back then, I remember we had the likes of, I don't know, Davy Southern, Salvin, Curtis, Baxter, um, people I like I had, that. I think we have Jamie Clark at the time. Jamie Clark, yeah. There's was, there was a few of them, but... That that was the season we had Tony Light. Then I think Ian Boogie came in the following season, yeah, and that's oh, when yeah. it when it spiraled there. But I I remember that. But James Curtis always stood out for me. Just how he grew from obviously you seen him before me uh, when he was at Washington, but how he went from that to the player he is even now, even at Spennymore, he's smashing it. But for me, yeah. he's always been. I was gutted when he left. And it's, it feels like there's a little bit of your heart that goes, and you look at that photo at Wembley when you nearly put it in the back of the net, and how can you go from playing Northern League football to being at Wembley and who was that close? Yeah, I think uh, Gary Mills even turned around and said he didn't understand how he didn't was never played in the league. Yeah, this um, fairy tale stuff, wasn't it? Just sadly wasn't to be uh, on the day, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh... Just devastating. It would have, would have been nice to see him got his 600 appearance as well, wouldn't it? That would have been uh, the icing well, on the cake. I think got 600 appearances in the local papers, didn't he? At Wembley, was every bloody page he was on. You no, know, it wasn't just Wembley. It was whenever on TV. Like, I seemed to bloody get on photo. But the Wembley one was, I think, Neil, was it, is it Neil Smith or who was the guy who did all the photos for Gator yeah. at the time? He, got, he had a photo of me and it was on BT Sports where I was just sitting there like this. I was in bits <laughs> at the end. I've never cried so much in my life. I'll tell you thought, who run for your money is uh, Andrew McInnes. Every FA Cup of his tin foil FA tin Cup. Tin hat, yeah. <laughs> I think for about five seasons straight, he was either on TV or in the papers. It was used like on match of the day, like his FA Cup, just his hands, you know. So I think yeah, give you a run for your money in the in the press stakes there. 100%. But uh, are you are you watching the game tomorrow or are you full on dad mode? No, no, no. I'm I'm doing some Chris I'm going to do some Christmas shopping in the morning and I'm gonna watch the game. So looking forward to it. Should be should be good. And I just had the news of there that I'm getting the, the new PlayStation for um for so I'm looking forward to that as well. So everyone doing skiffs. Yeah. <laughs> so social distancing of course, you know, Mickey. Social distancing. Yeah, we'll do we'll, 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 we'll pass it with controllers in the window. 
us, I was saying the other day, us gated fans have been social distancing for 15 years at the stadium, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it now. <laughs> didn't Jasper Carrot have a joke? Said I was at St Andrews the other day and I said to the fan uh, next to him, Oi! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but and it's like it's, what? Uh, 99. Yeah. In the stand of 11 and a half thousand, 99 in the stand. Oh, yeah. Then I just remember it. when I was a ball boy, I used to look up and it's like you could count how many people there, like on Tuesday night. Like, oh, yeah, there's only about 120 <laughs> there. Still made it, you could still hear the odd people, like John Young's and Stan and Tony Carter and so on singing and so on. But yeah. Yeah. there. They're the magic days, but and uh, we'll have to say goodbye because we're going to have Tracy Wilson join us very shortly. Um, no, beforehand, uh, a fantastic Christmas and um, enjoy the magic with the little one because it's something special. Uh, I love Christmas with the kids. Yeah, no, can't wait. It should be good. Be a bit of family time. It'll be nice after the year we've had as well. So, all good. No, hopefully I can see you at a game in the next six months. Hopefully, we'll go from there. Have a great Christmas, mate, and go to the bed and enjoy yourself and. Turkey. Quick one, I just want to say as well, um, I listened to the podcast, I think it was two or three weeks ago with Mark Carruthers and you were on about the mental health and so on. That that really helped myself. Um, it was just huge because I've been stuck in the house for months now. And just to talk about things, it was really appreciated. So I just want to say thank you. Well, that's fantastic. Hey, that's mate, if, you, if, you, if you ever feel like crap, DM us, mate. No, Seriously, <laughs> just DM us because I know exactly how you feel. David knows exactly how you feel. You want to really, speak? Really appreciate it. Was there, mate? Nah, no problem. Cool. Um, and f- thanks again, and uh, again soon. Thank you. Bye. Take care, Skirf. Bye now. There we go. And Skirfield, a lovely lad, and uh, fantastic to have him on the show. We are going to have Tracy Wilson with us very, very shortly. And before she comes on, I'm just going to share this information. The club shop is open this week, um, coming from the 13th uh, all the way through to the 23rd on different dates we've got the dates on the screen there so if you want to get that special person in your life a gated gift you can go down at these dates and times at gated international stadium and um as i say there's um some lovely new things out some christmas related stuff as well and new stock uh that is arriving all the time and you have to go on the uh gated club shop to see all of that and uh, get a preview and also remember do follow all the gated social media and gated soul as well because you will see more things going on there um relating to everything whether it be merchandise or information regarding fundraising and things around the club and also the foundation as well please do that well as i say it's absolutely flew by i hope everyone's enjoying it um you can message us if you're watching on facebook do that you can tweet us at heed underscore army if you would like to uh send us a message and uh say there is the address um whoop. Well, I can't do that because I've put the banner on. I'll have to take the banner off. And then, there you go. You can message us at heed underscore army. Right, before we get Tracy on the phone, we are on uh, on here, should I say, not the phone. We are going to play out the interview from Gator FC TV uh, of Mike Williamson previewing this weekend's game. And uh, if you're not already a follower of Gator FC TV on YouTube or any of the social media of Gator, what are you doing? Come on, just follow it, subscribe, give it a like, and share it with your friends. But this is what Mike Williamson had to say um, before that, uh, well, in the build up to tomorrow's game. Mike, obviously, yeah. Another week, another game coming up on Saturday. How have the lads been in training so far this week? 
Yeah, no, they've looked good. They look sharp. Um, obviously, we got the recovery out of the way from the weekend and the long journey. And yeah, they've looked focused, and uh, we're looking forward to it. And it's now sort of hitting the time in the in the winter where a few pitches are around the league again ripped up they're maybe not as pristine as they might have been in the summer but here at the international stadium is one of the, the better pitches you'll see in the division how much of an advantage is it playing here playing on a, a pitch like that yeah it is uh, you know we always enjoy playing on a nice service and that's what we, we've got here we're guaranteed that we look after it we've had the opportunity to trail on it but we wanted to preserve it um because yeah we've got a tough test on saturday and uh two good teams that play good football you mentioned Saturday, of course, Kidderminster, right up the, the top end of the league. They're a side you, you drew twice with last season. How tough a game you're expecting this weekend? Very tough. They've had a, they've had a good start to the season. Um, they've got a good good squad, um, especially their first, the, the front four that they, they use. And um, they, they're organised and disciplined, set pieces and throw-ins and, and all the bits and bobs. They do really well and they're a good physical team. And um, like I say, there's nothing to to pick between us last season so I'm looking forward to it It'd be a good test and of course you had the the FA Trophy draw for the sort of the second round and the, the third round this week just in the, the week following Kidderminster you're mainly just happy to to get a home draw on the Tuesday against Farsley Salik of course yeah we you know we would prefer the home draw but yeah our focus on Saturday at the minute you know like I say Kiddy's going to be a very tough test and then we'll, we'll set our sights on on Farsley Kinnaminster say it's right up the top end of the league. They've been pretty tough to beat. We're on a, a pretty lengthy unbeaten run and, until their most recent game against Kettering. Do you feel like I don't know, these games are maybe more proof of your sort of status as challenging towards the top end of the league, or do you just feel like it's, it's every game is the same as the other? Every game, it's obviously three points to play for, and, and the tests come in different forms. But yeah, I think Kitty will be a, a good benchmark to see see where we are, as as were Chester and Gloucester and uh, you know the previous teams we've played. But like I say, you know I've watched them numerous times now, and they're very organised. They've got good players. Um, they look forward fast, and then they've got good players that um, will make the most of it. So we'll make sure we're we're on on our game, and uh, we'll be switched on for 90 minutes. In terms of the, the team news, is it pretty much the same as largely a, a clean bill of health or is there any sort of new injuries to report? No new injuries. Obviously, we've got, we've got Monty um, and Forbesy that are still on the road to recovery. But um, other than that, yeah, there's, there's no, uh, no more issues from Saturday. Well, there you go. That was Mike Williamson speaking to Gator FC TV. As ever, please do follow all of Gator uh, Football Club's social media. You'll get all the interviews like that um, as they go out live and published by the club. We are waiting for Tracy Wilson to join us. I think Mickey has went for a cheeky snout. Um, but remember, as I say, we're following Gator FC's social media. You'll be able to watch Gator versus Kittyminster Harriers tomorrow in the National League North. It's going to be a big, tough game, but can Gated get through it? Find out tomorrow and watch the game and help support the club um, by helping generate a little bit of revenue. Um, right, as I say, we are hoping for Tracy Wilson to join us very, very shortly. And um, I think she's <laughs> she, she might be there. I can see her. And also, she's got a special guest with her as well. So one second, I'm just going to play um, out a message of our sponsors because obviously we want to give them a big thank you because... Without them, we wouldn't be able to do this. And um, I'm getting away from Tr uh, Tracy at the moment. I'm going to bring her in shortly, but after this.
well, Mickey, are you ready for this? Because I can see something that you can't. And it's, to be honest, it's frankly epic. I'm going to change the screen like this so we can see it a bit better. But we're going to welcome Tracy and Rooney the Goat. Hello, Tracy. How are you doing? Hi. Hello there, Tracy. And hello, Rooney. Rooney can't, Rooney can't hear you. Oh, can he not? No. Oh, no, devastating. Rooney can't hear you. <laughs> but fantastic effort though and what's some fantastic uh, memorabilia you've got in the background there well, as well Tracy this is the Gated Soul office so I haven't prepared this for you this is what it looks like all the time so I've only been in this office for a couple of weeks I used to be in a smaller room next door ah. but we've got a bit of a rearrangement because somebody moved out of our house which to my great sadness as in my daughter and uh, we've all moved around a bit so now I've got this room that used to be Joseph's room and this is now my office and it's just absolutely chocker full of Gateshead stuff. Well, talking about Gateshead stuff, the uh, the website has got a lot of things coming in uh, and some obviously new arrivals already, but I believe there's some more things about to arrive. Uh, yes, there are some more things that I think that Bernard may have shared photographs of, but we don't have them, I don't have them physically yet. And after what happened with Puma this year, we've decided we will not... Uh, advertise anything that we don't actually have in our hands so as soon as i get them they'll be added to the shop ah well there we go and um well one second because i've got mickey muted and i'm trying to get him uh, back. <laughs> unmute mike there we go it's not working at my end so i don't know why we can't hear from mickey i don't know ah, he's got his own switch silly yeah silly sausage um uh, tracy let's say we've seen some fantastic things but the baubles look great can you pass us a bauble Rudy? I've got, I've got a glamorous assistant. It's like a, I don't think I'd ever be a QVC type presenter. So I don't know if you can see. Probably the light isn't very good. Here's the bauble. Uh, I do have to. I do have to point out a bit of a disclaimer. There is no string included, so you will have to provide your own string. Or I'm sure. I'm sure people can. Um, well, also as well, I, I haven't mentioned one more thing, but Bernard, friend of the show, guest last week. See the bauble actually on his profile picture. Now, that's actually that is actually my bauble from my tree. He catfished my bauble and used it as his profile picture. I can't believe it. You heard it here first, Bernard, of the catfish. He was a catfish. <laughs> so not, not his bauble. That is my bauble. I'm, I'm very disappointed, Bernard, but Bernard has given us some good um, uh, information there that the programme is available to be downloaded for free tomorrow and it's sponsored by Modular. So um, links on social media and the Gator FC website as well. So get yourselves on there and you'll be able to get that. So fantastic. And um, also as well, we've got a message here from Roger for oh, Tracy. I must be psychic because look what I have here. Oh, you think we had planned this? Now, we don't have very many on the online shop at the moment. They are they are available now if you want to order online. Bernard has got more stock on the times that he's at the stadium. I'm always there from Sunday. I've got no idea when he's there after that because I'm not doing it, so I didn't pay any attention. Oh, well, as I say, it's fantastic to see things like that coming in. They're nice and thick. They're really good quality. I'm not sure what you do with it. Like a yeah. boot shoe or something, but... Well, that's how I would wear it, Tracy. <laughs> and um, someone's been asking as well. Saying, um, sausage skin on me. Yeah. <laughs> but, 
Said, uh, am I wearing a Christmas jumper? I'm not. It's just a T-shirt. So there we go. And um, we've got a, a message from Jack Bannum. He's put evening. Good evening, Jack. Thank you for joining us. And um, well, Tracy, how are you finding this season? Because it's life at the minute. It's a. It, it's not great, is it? It's not. It's not normal. And um, but how are you finding following Gated from afar? It's it's been a very weird. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to. to to be at a couple of matches and um my son is a regular ball boy so he gets to see quite a lot of matches it's it's just weird uh, i don't i don't like it i honestly i prefer to find something else to do it's such a weird experience being in that empty stadium yeah it, it's 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 just sterile that's the only way i can really describe it it's it's, it's not great but hopefully with um, a possible change in tears if we're lucky enough in five days to find something. Yeah. I know, I know. I'm not. Yeah. Obviously, I hope so. And I think I'm going to go and see. I really do hope that I'm wrong. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go political on you. But I'm, I'm, I'm not confident. I, I would like, wrong. yeah, I would like to hope that we could get into tier two and hopefully have fans there for the Spennymore game on the twenty eighth. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's one of them things. You wouldn't be shocked if it's a, if it's a no. And um, we've got a message from Roger again. He's put, "Is the shop upstairs in the stadium?" No, Roger. Uh, Burns going to be based at the ticket office, which is sort of like as you're facing the main entrance. It's just to the right. And I think it's two or four this Sunday. But yeah. um, if you look on the club website, it's got all the times. I think he's there for about like eight or ten different sessions. There's plenty of opportunities to get there. But if you're quick now, we do have snoods in stock on the shop. But you will have to be quick because there's only one of the single figures. Yeah, and um, I must admit, Rooney is looking very uh, suave there with his heat army uh, mask on. Can you ask him for us? I know he can hear us, but you can't speak. How did he enjoy the light switch on ceremony? How did he enjoy the light switch on ceremony? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I know the answer. Um, but what you saw in that light switch on ceremony that was a, how long you were in it? Maybe five minutes or something like that. He was mm-hmm. there. Eight o'clock in the morning till half past three in the afternoon, and he still didn't get to finish finish filming because there were some issues with the Grinch, let's say. And so uh, they, they told him to go home, which is why okay. you'll notice there's a bit of a continuity error, and that was because they've been sent home uh, because mm-hmm. they've been there forever. So um, yeah. I'm not sure if he'd known what he was <laughs> letting himself in for that he would have done it, but. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> 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 he's just saying that he, he did some he did some special freestyling and they missed it out. No, that that's, that's just very, very special. And uh, I don't know, we've lost Mickey. I don't know what's happened to his connection. I don't know if he's uh, knocked his uh, his computer off at his end, but hopefully we'll get him back to the end. But um I see yeah, you must be happy with the way things are going on the pitch at the minute. It was a little bit shaky at the beginning. Like that, <laughs> I know, but we're winning, that's the only thing. Yeah, we're doing all right. Um, and Saturday was to be just, just that's just what I remember. Gator being like, and it was one of those, those times you have a, a, a draw that feels like a win, but that was a draw that felt like a defeat because it, it it's just so frustrating when you when, when you see that, and it just you've seen it so many times. 
Yeah. It, it, well, it, you know, it's, it's going for us, but it must be even more good for the players when they've obviously worked their socks off and then. Yeah, well, as you say, I've just put up on the screen the league table at the moment. Gated are currently sitting six on 17. Rudy, Rudy might have to explain what that means to us. Yeah, well, if, if we win and results go our way, another four, another four, three or four results go our way, we could end up the day in third if we've got a good goal difference, if we can be right, kidding. So we win and the other ones don't. Oh, yeah, nice. I don't chest them. Um, yeah well as i say we would say but there we are that's the league table as it is at the moment and uh mickey must have popped off to go to the toilet or a cheeky tab or he's having technical issues one of the three <laughs> but um as i say is there any news on the gated soul or is it because of everything that's going on at the moment um, it's kind of when it required Please, I've got this opportunity, David, just to just to probably reiterate what Bernard said when he's been on the show in the past, and just to thank all of our members for that continued support. Obviously, this has been a really awful year, and it's been really tough for people. You know, people have been redundant, people are on furlough. There's all sorts of horrible things going on, um, and and the support is still kept coming. And I just think that's absolutely fantastic. And I I don't think we say it enough how much we appreciate it and how much the club appreciates it because without our members we wouldn't be in this position we wouldn't be having this conversation because i'd be nothing to talk about we wouldn't have a club without our members i know we've had help from other people and we've got like you know outside sponsorship and things like that and support from some very very uh, great local businesses that were very very um grateful for but they wouldn't be in it if we weren't in it yeah. So they're kind of like matching our commitment, which brings me to my next uh, little plug. For um, one thing that's not available on the shop for a gift for Christmas is Gated Soul membership. I'll just flash me a card there. Oh, look at that. £10 a month um, and you become a shareholder of the club, which is something that we achieved this year that when we first met in those early days in Piro Club, and that was the dream, and we thought that was maybe 10 20 years in the future and we did it in a year when the day the soul was founded on the march 21st march 21st this year was supposed to be our agm when we became shareholders of the club in one year we did that and i might get a little bit emotional because i can't believe it and it's so frustrating it's been a phenomenal effort and obviously it's not over yet the fight continues it goes on all the time for we weren't able to have the, the celebration that we deserved. So trust me, guys, when we're out of this, we are having one hell of a party because we've oh. earned it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I've earned a... it. Never mind anybody else. I've earned it. I was, I was Everyone that, that, there's a lot of unspun heroes. But Tracy, I, I know that you, you're very committed and do a lot of work that people wouldn't imagine that goes on to, you know, help put these yeah. things can in place. I, can I also just remind people that I am not an employee of the club. I don't have any influence with the club. I don't have any say with the club. I'm a volunteer like everybody else. I've got a I family. Um, <laughs> I get messages from people Just all the tells time. everybody off. Yeah, yeah. I can swim stuff. I can't. I, I, honestly, I'm the same as everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just uh, a bit more stupid because I've got all this going on. <laughs> you're not stupid you're special you're special 
Um, oh, before we let you go, give us a prediction for tomorrow's match. I'll ask Rooney. Follow his school starts to not be able to do it. Well. <laughs> for tomorrow's match. Um, hang on. The hooves are off. Oh, 2-2. 2-2. 2-2. 2-2. 2-2. 2-2. 2-2. 2-2. 2-2. 2-2. 2-2. 2-2. 2-2. 2-2. 2-2. 2-2. 2-2. 2-2. 2-2
Well, hello and welcome to the Heed Army podcast live. This is the new format uh, with all the bells and whistles. You see, we had our new uh, intro there. We hope you enjoyed it. We've got a fully, fully uh, loaded show for you tonight. I just moved my microphone out the way there. Um, but before we start, a massive thank you to our sponsors, Northern Print Solutions, because without them, we wouldn't be able to bring you um, the show like this. Um, we're able to bring you highlights and stuff from GTFC TV, interviews and other things, and be able to put them all in. So a big thank you to Northern Print Solutions. We'll be playing out an advert for them a little bit later on, and we'll be making that better throughout uh, the next couple of weeks. But tonight, we've got lots to talk about, and it's full interactive. If you do send us a message on here, we can bring it up on the screen. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook. Please do get involved. But topics tonight, JJ joins Blythe Spartans on loan. The Jet Garner um, contract has been extended, the loan from Fleetwood. And um, we preview uh, Kitty Minster and Farsley Celtic on Tuesday in the FA Trophy. And, uh, well, Mickey, it's uh, it's nice to be broadcasting. A bit strange on a Friday night. Very strange. At one it is. <laughs> I know we're gonna say, but everybody's into it's a captive audience tonight, so we expect high numbers. So, uh, we hope you do enjoy it and um, get involved in the show. We do want to hear from you, and um, well, this is what is going to come on tonight's show. <laughs> is um the things we've got in the show plus more we've got guests and we'll be speaking to them very shortly um we'll start at the very top um gg leaving for Blythe spartans on loan of course the lad wants first team football at the moment maybe not the the time for him to get in the squad because a lot of players playing really well and um who do you drop to fit them in to the way gets are playing at the moment that's it um I can understand, you know, JJ's been here a while. He's one of the more experienced players now. He doesn't really want to be sitting on the bench. Uh, and who could you loan him to? You don't want to make Spenny more any stronger. Uh, or apply the threat to a playoff place? Probably not. Um, yeah. There's no Northern League games. Or step, the next step up from that, the step uh, three. Premier League. So... Was if he wants to go and get games, I'm afraid he's had to join the great unwashed. And I just hope he wipes his feet on the way out and gets DDT for training. So, well, as I say, he's, he's wish him all the best. It's a bit of a shame. Um, you know, at least 
God forbid, if, if he has left the club, if he doesn't end up coming back at the end of his loan at Blythe Spartans, at least he leaves playing football because there was a point where obviously he might not have been playing football. And that's the, you know, the, the big thing for him. At least he's back playing football and doing well. Um, let's see. And uh, we've got a, a message here from a Facebook user who's uh, hid their name. <laughs> oh, I don't know why it hasn't put the name up, but um, it's put last Wembley hero gone. Really sad to see. And uh, yeah, end of an era, really, in, in that respect. Um, he might come back. It might be the end. Uh, like you said, I mean, even though he's joined them, how can you have a go at JJ? You know what I mean? Yeah, you just can't. Said... I mean, yeah, you've got to remember he's, when he went clean through against Grimsby. But with at Wembley, I mean, another hard work was done. But he put the ice, he put the cherry on the ice cake, didn't he? So yeah, he certainly and did. But with Wembley, yeah, he, him and Scotty Barrow led the way against Cala. Uh huh. It's uh, I see. It's it's sad, but um, at least as I say, one positive: he he goes playing football, and um, you know, he might may come back. It's not like he's you know the, the door's completely shut, but he's he's off to play. Um, first team football and get some minutes under his belt. Um, of course, player of the season last year as well. So, you know, they've got a good player on their hands there and um, well, all the best to him, but just not too much luck uh, <laughs> playing for Blythe. Yeah, I hope he goes up there and gets player of the year, but they still got to <laughs> Well, Mickey, you're very positive on that on that uh, side. Um, right, before, because uh, we're going to have Dom Skur speaking to us very shortly, former Gator of City Press Officer, Media Manager, um, now with the Hartlepool Mail covering Hartlepool nationwide. I believe he might actually be in a hotel down walking at the moment, uh, so it'll be good when he joins us. But let's have a little look back at last weekend's uh, goals against Leamington. <laughs> Greg, obviously a frustrating one-one draw here at Leamington in the end. What's the the mood like in the dressing room after that one? Um, we are a bit gutted to be honest. It feels a bit more like a loss than uh, than anything. Um, you come away down here, travel three or four hours, you win in one nil, comfortable, and then all of a sudden it's a lapse in concentration, and you come away with a point when it should be three. And um, but it, we knew that they were going to go until the, the final whistle, so it wasn't like we didn't know. So, um, but overall, it's just a bit disappointed, but not too bad. In terms of the performance, though, is it more of a positive reflection from the lads? You know, you created a lot of chances, had a lot of shots on goal, and ultimately the, the keepers pulled off a, a few worldy saves, basically in both halves. Yeah, um, like Mike and Bus came in and said, "Look, 
um, like they're proud of us for for how we started and now where we are here. Um, five, five, us, five, six unbeaten now. So um, we're still going forward. And but again, on another day, the keeper doesn't save three or four of them, um, and we come away winners comfortably. Um, but it's just football at the end of the day. You, you touched on the the unbeaten run there. So you, you still are unbeaten. You've been on a very positive run. You're still right up there in terms of the form table. So does it have to be that's what you take from this that you're still unbeaten. You can still go again and, and carry that on next week against Kevin. So yes, yeah, it's, it's not a defeat at the end of the day. Um, we're still getting points on the board, which is needed. Um, but again, if we if we're going to be challenging up there, we just need to keep putting points on the board. And obviously, Kidderman's deserve. They're an informed team as well, so it doesn't stop. We have to go again next week, uh, training throughout the week, and obviously turn up um, next week and hopefully get a three points. Well, that was Greg Ollie speaking after the game. Um, a real sucker blow, a sucker punch, really, to uh, concede in the last minute. Did feel like a bit of a defeat when um, you're looking at the scores and thinking just blow the full time whistle. Um, it, you know, it just didn't really, you know happen for us it's famous gate said of course uh the way we do it sam punts for evening gutted for the last minute uh gap equalizer uh, for Leminton. apparently their keeper had a blinder had to take the positives going into kidminster and hopefully we can pick up a win it, it's you know it, it is going to be a tough one uh very tough game to go into but before we go into sorting about that we are going to be joined uh right, right now he's waiting in the uh green room it's dom skir and hello there dom how are you doing Hi, not too bad. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Ah, uh, no problem. I'm just going to turn your mic down a slight bit because it uh, echoes a little bit. But there we go. Um, so Dom, as I say, life as a, a journalist now, covering Hartlepool, length and breadth of the country. Um, maybe a little bit similar to the travelling what you did with Gateshead. But uh, how are you finding things down at the Hartlepool Mail? Uh, not too bad, to be fair. I mean, it's been a busy, busy start to the season. A bit hectic. Um, Games called off left, right, and centre. I'm currently in a hotel down in Woking at the moment, playing playing them tomorrow. So it's been busy. Not too not too dissimilar, as you say, from from Gateshead in terms of the travelling um, stuff like that, being in the national league. So it's been good so far. It's 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 different, but I but I've thoubly enjoyed it. And uh, of course, there's a few familiar names to Gateshead uh, at Hartlepool. And last week we've seen the arrival of Luke Armstrong. Um, at Hartlepool, scoring on his debut two goals, and um, just great to see him back in action and scoring goals. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he hasn't really, without being too critical of him, he hasn't really done much since leaving Gateshead, to be honest. Um, 17 goals in, in 10 games during his uh, spell at the International Stadium uh, a couple of seasons ago, and then since then, he went to Accrington Stanley, didn't really do an awful lot, and then moved on to Salford and sort of had a bit part role there. So it's nice to see him back in the northeast. I was speaking to him the other day and he said he just after after such a tough year, sort of living by himself in um in Manchester, he just wants to be back home with his family, enjoying his football. And I think being back in the National League scoring goals is probably the best way to do that. And uh, well, as you mentioned with his hair? I know it's it. I mean um it's nice and long in it. Um <laughs> I, 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 when I when I saw him, I, I, I almost didn't recognise him because it's it's nice. It's a few footballers are doing it uh, as a result of the lockdown. I mean, I've I've had well, you can see I haven't had a haircut in a while. So um, well, you've got yeah. for the shaggy look, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, definitely looks like shaggy. Like. <laughs> <laughs> 
If you do need a Scooby Doo impersonator over Christmas, Dom will be available. <laughs> um, Dom. Hartlepool having a, a quite a similar season to Gator. It didn't start the best, but brought in a lone striker and starting to claim the claim the, the league table. Yeah, well, actually, they started uh, three straight wins, so they started really well. But then, obviously, the form dipped quite significantly after that. Um, then just went on a run of, I think, one win in eight, I think it was. And then the one one last game with Luke Armstrong in. But one thing they have lacked is, is a goal scorer, really. So, hopefully... Getting Luke Armstrong in, getting two goals on his debut, he can be that that sort of player. Because over the past few seasons, that's that's something Hartlepool and, and probably Gateshead to a degree of of lack someone who they can rely on to stick the ball in the net, sort of yeah. on a consistent basis. And obviously, you're following Hartlepool in the National League, you'll be coming across a lot of familiar faces that played at Gateshead, and there's a lot of former players that are scoring goals. At much higher levels, obviously, football league, there's a, quite a few that are making football league appearances as well. But like Jamal Fifield scored the other night, we're seeing goals mm. from a lot of players, and it just makes you think what could have been because we had a, a fantastic uh, bunch of players come through the club over that three, four year period when you were at the club. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, someone like you mentioned Jamal Fifield there, but someone like John Mellish or Carlisle, I think his goal scoring this season sort of taken everyone everyone by surprise. I think he only scored twice for Gateshead uh, during his time at the club. And then I think he's got something like, he's in double figures this season for Carlisle, which is which is amazing, really. And then you see see a lot of players come through, but I I, I think I posted something earlier in the season where um, it was a, a line-up Gateshead had, I think it was against Barnet around this time two years ago. And that team was as good as any team any other side in the National League that season. And it, it is a case of what could have been, really. I think if you pick a best 11 of Gateshead from the past five years, it's probably a, a League Two standard sort of 11, if you like. So, yeah, I, I agree with you there. There's been some really, really sort of top-class players come through the club over the past sort of four or five years. Yeah. And um, one thing I want to ask you about, because obviously it was breaking news last night, and I don't know if you would be covering it down your neck of the woods in the Hartlepool Mail, but obviously, Spennymore are managerless at the moment. Mm. Um, you know, you, you you've got to take your rose tinted glasses off on Gateshead, and got to say that is a hell of a job for anyone to go into. Decent side, the club, the club ground has been, you know, done up. The clubhouse is there. Everything, the, the infrastructure is there for that club to be a national league club. Mm. And surely, there's got to be some big names from the northeast interested in that job. Yeah, you'd think so. It's a lot of pressure, huge uh, shoes to fill. Jason Ainsley been there for 14 years, I think it is, and he's just built built that club from, or seen that club uh, be built from the ground up and came within touching distance of a place in the National League. And they've, since they've came up into the National League North, they've always been up there, up there competing, and I expect them to be be the same again. Um, hopefully, they can get get the right manager in. But like with any club. Manager who's been there a long time, they're not going to sort of jump to a decision quickly. They got they probably think about it and, and make sure they bring in the right person in. Because last person in there, Jason Ainsley, sort of been a project for him over the past sort of decade or so, fourteen years, and um, they'll probably want someone of a similar sort of ilk. But who that person is, I'm not sure. But I'm sure there'll be a lot of people interested in in that in that role. Without a doubt, and um, as I say, I'd, I'd be a fool not to ask you about your time at Gateshead. Um, you've seen ups, 
downs, downs, and downs. <laughs> but we did have some good ups, though, didn't we? we yeah, definitely. Yeah. Touching distance of getting back to Wembley in the FA Trophy, and you know, missing out on the playoffs narrowly. Um, but what what would you say is your favourite moment from being involved at Gateshead? It's a tough one. Um, I was thinking about that, funny enough, on the on the drive down today. Um, you mentioned the FA Trophy. I think that that late Orient sort of quarter final, the two the two legs, um, being three 0 down after sixty five minutes, I think it was, and then Danny Johnson scoring twice, and then Richard Pennicut heading in in the in the ninetieth minute to force a replay, and then two 0 up early on at the International Stadium, and then. Late Norway and get it back to two two. You think we've thrown it away, and then um, Richard Pennicut again, funnily enough, um, snatches it at, at, at the death for the second time. So, I think that that was a moment where I thought, you know what, we could actually get to Wembley here again, and um, that was a really exciting time. And then promoting that um, Bromley game, we got the Chronicle behind us. We got a lot of fans in, into the ground. I think it was nearly two and a half thousand fans in the ground, which. For yeah. Gateshead is is a is a decent decent number, and um, so I'd say that was probably a standout moment for me. But then all of the eighteen nineteen season was just an absolute roller coaster. It was just there's some crazy games. Um, I think the Aldershot game away from home, we won two nil. I think we had fourteen players, no food, no overnight stay, anything like that. I think we just sold Fraser Kerr, Scott Barrow. Um, had been touted about and um, won two nil, and it was Cam Selkeld and Connor Thompson scored um, yeah. late on. Um, and those were players who, even in that small squad, were sort of bit part players. So it was just that was when I thought, you know what, we might just do this here, like pull off the impossible. And speaking of Scott Barrow after the game, I remember he just gave such a passionate interview, and then I was like, you know what, I, I, I proper love this job. And um, it was just, regardless of what happened and stuff like that, that game stood out as just a sort of highlight for me. Because, like, personally, I'm professional because everyone just came together and, and, and got quite emotional yeah. in the end. But Scott Barrow, Ben Clark, interviewing them after the game, they were just summed up why that why that team in particular was, was so special that season. Yeah, and for me, there was two games, and they were both against Salford, uh, obviously early on in the season, when we, I think the second game of the season we won. And won well as well. And then in the uh, return fixture in the league, when we drew down at Salford, and they just couldn't get get, get pick us apart. And that team went on to you know gain promotion. And it, it it was just a when you look back, sometimes it's a little bit of a hard pill to swallow. And you think, well, we we were better than them with with a shoestring budget and a load of youth youth players essentially at times. And it was it was a magic season. Charge. Yeah, it was a magic season on the pitch, but off the pitch, we know what happened. But mm. I think what Steve Watson and Mickey Cummins managed to get together at the beginning of the season was uh, quite special. Definitely, yeah, definitely. And um, I, I agree with you about those Salford games for, for different reasons. I think the Salford game at the International Stadium went into it on a high after beating Maidenhead the opening day and um, thought, I'm, I don't think anyone expected us to win, but... Um, Definitely came into that game with a bit of positivity behind us and then just played them off the park and um, it was a really good win. And then the the reverse fixture, as you say, it was things were sort of on a downer. Ben Clark's first game in charge, we thought we'd lost Luke Armstrong, top scorer. Um, 
So you thought we could get sort of blown over again, but again, outplayed them and uh, got a deserved point in the end. So yeah, two two great great results. It certainly was. And um, Mickey, have you got any questions? Well, all I've got to say is, I mean, every, while there's a lot of things about the mental health, and I'm I'm surprised. Work with Colour, tell me you weren't in an asylum. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I, me and Alicia um, and Mike Coulson, to a degree as well, um, shared the office. And I always said, Alicia, Alicia, I'll go. Oh, I've, I had it. I had it bad and stuff like that. But she only spent a few months with, with, with Joe in that office. I spent the full season and um, it was it was fun. It, I'll, I'll, I, without going too slanderous or anything like that, it was fun, it was interesting and um, yeah, kept me on my toes, put it that way. Well, John Laverick's put millionaires against paupers uh, what a night that the Gator International Stadium. It, it certainly was. Uh, was that the one where you, you went rouge? Wasn't there a tweet went viral um, of like um, Gary Neville's face when it had Salford 1-0 up and like yeah, smiling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had a few viral things happen that season, didn't you? And the yeah, season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just funny how things work. You just, I think, without sounding unprofessional, but towards the end when you sort of know the, your job's you're not going to have a job in a few months, basically. Um, you sort of, I wouldn't say stop caring, but you, it's sort of the shackles are off, and you just tweet whatever. And um, I think that that led to a few inventive tweets and stuff like that. And I mean, was it the most professional thing to do? Probably not, but um, we we'll had fun with it. Well, we were going down. We may as well go down laughing and fighting. So it was yeah, had a was had a good fun. Of, well, that. I've had enough of this. I'm just gonna stuff you. I'm just going to mm. treat what I want, it, basically. He didn't yeah. care. <laughs> no, exactly. He didn't care about him. So. Uh, as I say, well, it's all in the past and things are looking a yeah, bit yeah. more at the moment. Yeah, it is um, all in the past, but Dom had to work with him. I know, I know. As I say, I, as I, say I, I like to call Dom a friend and I, I've seen him many a match day and I could tell sometimes whether to ask him what had went on and when not to. <laughs> 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 But uh, no, no, it's uh, let's just hear we can laugh about it now. Perform a sting martyr on a melee, <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> Dom, as I say, you're, you're all over at the moment, uh, following Hartlepool. Uh, as I say, it must be a little bit different, but is it, it is it just as much fun as being a press officer for a club? Um, ooh, I don't know, it's different, it's a, it's a different type of work completely really I mean you're covering games you go into games with press officer you it's plates are spinning left right and center really you you're working on highlights packages match reports interviewing organizing interviews for other players so um whereas here working for the Hartlepool Mail it's a lot more focused if you know what I mean where it's just about getting reports getting interview pieces out and it's probably harder work there's more work but um it's a lot more focused, so it's easier in that respect. Whereas um, as a press officer, you can have some slow days, you can have some days where it's really hectic. Um, so it's a bit more consistent here. And um, as a press officer, you can be your, your own boss to a degree, but um, it's both jobs are fun. I've, I enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed both jobs. 
hour. It's uh, been absolutely fantastic to catch up with you. I'll, sorry, Mick, you were going to ask another question there? I was going to say, have you noticed a difference in the football under Challoner? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think the past, he's been there a year now, and um, it, uh, definitely towards the back end of last season, he got, got the players in that he wanted, and he got them playing in a certain way, very high intensity, attacking, uh, wing-backs bombing forward, so attractive football. Um, this season, the budget's been cut sig- significantly, so the quality sort of drops slightly, but hopefully the players like Luke Armstrong in, Luke Molyneux, who we know well. Um, there's there's creativity there, goals there. So hopefully they can gel and uh, find that winning formula that sort of keeps them in playoff contention for the for the rest of the season. Oh, well, well, we'll keep an eye out and we'll keep an eye out for your work as well. Dom, it's a pleasure to call you a friend and thank you for coming back on, on the Heat Army podcast. Uh, Giving up your, your night when you're away when I don't know what you've well, been doing. Doing, doing nothing else, wasn't I? Not so, he was um, doing his um, only fans page, <laughs> his lady viewers. Um, <laughs> you like to give it a plug, Dom? <laughs> no, I'm referring to Dom. Well, on that note, Dom. As well, mate, Dom. Uh, it's been, been a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. All Thank- the best. Oh, there we go. Dom Skur, um, say a lovely lad and um, say just all around nice guy. And he, he worked his socks off, socks off for Gateshead. And uh, as I say, it's a pleasure to speak to him. We'll wish him all the best uh, covering Hartlepool. And uh, as I say, he's getting to speak to a few and cover former for Gateshead players. Right. Um, before we get our next guest on, I think we're going to be having Ant Skurfield uh, coming soon. Um, we will. Uh, second there we go well Anskerfield is ready and waiting but we're going to play a little message from our sponsors and we'll be back with Anf just after this Well, uh, yes, a massive thank you to Northern Print Solutions. As I say, we've been able to add all these bells and whistles in, add highlights and interviews, and also be able to get more people on the show. And that's all thanks to our sponsors. Please follow them at any of their social media. We will be making an advert with all their social media in their brand and logos, offers, and things like that in the coming weeks. Um, right now, we're privileged to be joined by uh, Anne Skirfield. And uh, he's a Gated fan that is uh, probably well, stuck in uh, Bolton at the moment. Doesn't get to see many games, but I imagine and for this season must be a bit weird because he'd be seeing more games than he normally would. You would say that, but when you've got a one-year-old and you you want to do stuff on the Saturday at three a.m. three three p.m. it's um it's challenging to watch the football. But no, it's it's been good. I've watched a few games. Watched that. I've paid money for the Bradford game. When I've seen one of the worst videos I've ever seen in my life. Um, I think Mickey, <laughs> you've seen it as well, didn't you? And it was just, yeah. <laughs> it's one of them. It's it's a work in progress more than anything else. But um, no, it's been good. It's been good to watch Gateshead play. And I was just thinking uh, last night. The last time I seen Gateshead play was Geisley away last last year, and we were two 0 down. And then Greg Ollie scored. I think I think Ollie scored. Made it 2-1. I forgot who scored the header. Cooper. Cooper scored the header in the last minute. And it's just typical gated. It is, isn't it? And then you look at the limiting the limiting performance last week. You're 1-0 up. You're cruising. 
then they kick you right in the balls, don't you? And it's one one. Oh, that's good, said fire, isn't it? We've got a message from I don't know who the Facebook user is, but it's coming. Does Ant still wear Toms? No, I've got some nice socks on today. I, I don't, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Toms, Toms. I used to wear Toms, chinos, and a Rihanna jumper. That was my famous uh, my clothes back in the day. What can I say? Well, I didn't expect us to be going down the uh, fashion route. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, how are you then, anyway, Skiff? Yeah, well, all right. She's she's one. She was one two weeks ago. So we're just oh, um, getting ge- yeah getting geared up for Christmas. But it's just it's horrible. We've had the full year. We've just been more or less in lockdown here in Manchester. It's been restaurants and pubs have been closed for about five or six months now. So we can't do anything. I, I can't take a swimming on a Saturday and just things like that. It's just it's frustrating more than anything else. Yes, it's just it's, like uh, it's, it's, it's the years flown and it's it's it been awful. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't say any football, and you well, you're watching streams. Everyone wants to be at the football, don't we? Hey, but you know what? Bly's getting hammered every weekend, so I'm cheers me out of it. Let's be fair. <laughs> well, that guy's without saying that's gift, and that's it's um, yeah, um, I was up, I drove up last weekend. I shouldn't have, but uh, my uh, my granddad, my granddad's got um, uh, cancer, so I had to go up kind of safe. Bye, kind of thing, but uh, apart from that, haven't been up since the March. So, the week before we went in lockdown, it was the last time I was up home, and um, yeah, it was about March time, it was terrible, really. Yeah, and uh, the South Shields trendsetter, apparently. Uh, <laughs> message, but I, I, obviously, you mentioned there, uh, obviously, having small children, it is hard to mm. watch the street and you know, obviously, find time on a Saturday as well because it's not. Easy as just going to the match and giving it your full attention, yeah. but you know the the streams is it's a small consolation, isn't it? That people are getting to see the football. For me, though... if if it's something that we can do in the future for anyone who's away from the uh, the town, I think it's a huge thing. Obviously, you've got obviously you've got myself. I know Pink Pink Neil Pinkers. He's he's not in the country. You've got Arvin. If we can do something like that, I'm, I would happily pay the season ticket price to get something like that in. Um, I, I just think it's it's really really good. We've seen over the last five years, even longer than that, the radio companies have dried up massively. And um, BBC Newcastle, unfortunately, don't go anywhere near us anymore. And it's either sit on Twitter, refresh, or now you've got this little platform. I think it's I think it's brilliant, really. I think there's going to be a lot of places maybe do go down this route. I think comedy clubs will probably be one of the ones David's been doing streams in certain places. Mm. I think it might just be one of them things for the foreseeable future where if you've got a restricted um, capacity of what you're allowed um, in certain places, then maybe a stream is the next mm-hmm. best thing for people who maybe are still shielding or maybe not comfortable going out. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a happy medium there, but at least, you know, even the small, I mean, obviously Gates is not the biggest club, but they've managed to be able to do it. But the, the littler clubs in the league, I mean, hats off to everybody for managing maybe this, the streams haven't been great, but everyone's been chucked in at the deep end, and you know you've you've got to applaud everybody for being able to at least get something out there, even though it's not fantastic. One hundred percent. I mean, Scarfa picked up on it before the the Bradford Park Avenue one, where they tried to turn to look with the look, we were attacking the goal at the bottom end, and you you see the picture of the fire exit door, <laughs> you see the white door with the fire exit on. I mean. 
but everyone's learning now. And I mean, this is totally uncharted territory. Imagine I mean, if this happened 10, 15 years ago when we were in the Unibond and I don't know, we're going to places like Osset and Frickley. Imagine if clubs like that get the the money in to do that kind of thing. I don't know if they're doing it at that level, but it's just, it, it is incredible. You look at this league, yeah, we're full-time, but there's a lot of clubs that are part-time. Yeah, mm-hmm. take, I know you don't want to turn, but look at Darlington. Darlington's, they've got their fans and they've, they've put all their investment in to do that. And it just shows you the non-league scene, the community, how they've come together. And I just hope when things do go back to normal, we'll see an in increase in crowds. Um, yeah. I don't want to, people get used to getting Sky TV and you can you can put Sky on, you've got matches Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I really hope the community starts getting together. I think with Gated, I think it was really bounced. It was getting really, really good. Then this has been a really kick in the teeth. And what I really hope is when we come back, we see them crowds where they are 800, 900,000 and kick on, really. Yeah. Um, we've got a message here from Roger. He's put any ideas how many viewers uh, we, we've taken on the streams? I don't know. Uh, I just turn up with the microphone when I'm there and uh, try and try and describe what's happening but um sure if someone's listening from the club they might be able to give an idea of what kind of numbers there is but just uh thinking there as well my last home game i was at mickey was um it was absolute i think it was absolute when it all kicked off with uh our former owner slash uh financial advisor oh yeah it was when their fans i think that was it was it when their fans were outside as well and there was a bit of a protest yeah they, they joined in the protest because they were yeah. going to a similar thing weren't they yeah we drove up that day from manchester because I knew, I knew like this is what we need to go to do in that and it was just yeah i was one of this year and uh talking about it there was like yeah that was my one of the last uh, home games i've been in for a long time so but you know what i can't wait just imagine it you know gated stadium this main stand for cold Tuesday night and someone starts in Tynesiders. You know what I mean? That's all you've got to think about. It's going to happen. It's really going to happen. It's just going to, hopefully the club can blow up and just progress, really. Well, fingers crossed. Well, I, don't want um, to blow up. <laughs> I have just noticed that I haven't got the comments turned on on uh, the YouTube channel. I will uh, amend that for the next time we broadcast. But if you do want to send any messages in, if you're not watching on uh, Facebook, uh, please do tweet us at heed underscore army. The address is just there on the screen. And, um, well, I say, and for it, from what we have seen and what we've learned this season, we, we're more than competitive, even though we're not in the stands. Mm-hmm. It, it, you don't have to be, you know, like there to see that we've got a decent side in the making at the moment. What we need to do, I think, is if we can learn as a team to grind out games, if we can get them one nils away, go from them draws to them wins, I think we will be in the top six. If we can just learn to do that. Issue is, we've got a very young team. I do think when Mike is fit, that experience is going to be massive at the back. I think it will be huge. It's just learning to grind them results out. We can play any team off the park of how we play football, but is it going to places like Brevers on a Tuesday or going to Fowlsley on next Tuesday? And I know it's in the cup, but trying to grind them results out, I think it's so important to do that. Um, and go from there, really. That's it. We seem to, we, sorry, Davey, we Hello, seem to sorry. do really well against the top clubs. And then as soon as we come up against the so-called lesser clubs, that's when we are crap. You go back, yeah, you, you beat you beat Luton 5-1, yeah. but then you you go to Southport the next week and you get hammered 4-5-0, won't you? It's, it's always oh, been man. the case. Yeah. Um, 
I think I've said to a couple of friends of mine, how many times have we lost 2 in the lead? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you, you can count them on your hands and toes and you still haven't got enough digits. Well, we, we've got a tweet from uh, Luke Heed FC and he's put, Gitted till I die, question mark. Yes or no? Well, I think that answers itself. It's yes, isn't it? Um, but we all said years ago and we're sitting here thinking about it, really, as this all these years come past. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, got all this effort to do this and like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like talking. But um, see, it's, it's one of them things... But um, if you are just tuning in and you want to find out anything, information from the stream, go to Gator's uh, website or social media. You can see that on the screen there. So please do that and um, you'll get everything you want. Well, we've week. got skin. Go on, then. Favourite player? Favourite player, James Curtis. Um, going back to when I first... It's funny enough, I was watching Marine on TV the other day on the game. And Marine was my first ever away game. And I remember getting on the team bus, Mickey Thornton, Tony Lay was the manager, pinched pinch my pork sandwiches, I remember that, um, and Tony <laughs> Carter was on the bus. It was, I think it was an FA Cup game I got beat. But I met, back then, I remember we had the likes of, I don't know, Davy Southern, Salvin, Curtis, Baxter, um, people I think like had, that. We have Jamie Clark at the time. Jamie Clark, yeah. There was, there was a few of them, but... That that was the season we had Tony Light. Then I think Ian Boogie came in the following season, yeah, and that's oh, when yeah. it when it spiraled there. But I I remember that. But James Curtis always stood out for me. Just how he grew from obviously you seen him before me uh, when he was at Washington, but how he went from that to the player he is even now, even at Spennymore, he's smashing it. But for me, yeah. he's always been. I was gutted when he left. And it's, it feels like there's a little bit of your heart that goes, and you look at that photo at Wembley when you nearly put it in the back of the net. And how can you go from playing Northern League football to being at Wembley and it was that close? Yeah, I think uh, Gary Mills even turned around and said he didn't understand how he didn't was never played in the league. Yeah, it's um, fairy tale stuff, wasn't it? Just sadly wasn't to be uh, on the day, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh... Just devastating. It would have, would have been nice to see him got his 600 appearance as well, wouldn't it? That would have been uh, the icing well, on the cake. I think got 600 appearances in the local papers, didn't he? At Wembley, was every bloody page he was on. You no, know, it wasn't just Wembley. It was whenever on TV. Like, I seemed to bloody get on photo. But the Wembley one was, I think, Neil, was it, is it Neil Smith? Or who was the guy who did all the photos? So yeah. to the time. He, got, he had a photo of me and it was on BT Sports where I was just sitting there like this. I was in bits <laughs> at the end. I've never cried so much in my life. I'll tell you thought, who run for your money is uh, Andrew McInnes. Every FA Cup of his tin foil FA tin Cup. Tin hat, yeah. <laughs> I think for about five seasons straight, he was either on TV or in the papers. It was used like on match of the day, like his FA Cup, just his hands, you know. So I think yeah, give you a run for your money in the in the press stakes there. 100%. But uh, are you are you watching the game tomorrow or are you full on dad mode? No, no, no. I'm I'm doing some Chris I'm going to do some Christmas shopping in the morning and I'm gonna watch the game. So looking forward to it. Should be should be good. And I just had the news of there that I'm getting the, the new PlayStation for um for so I'm looking forward to that as well. So everyone doing skiffs. Yeah. <laughs> so social distancing of course, you know, Mickey. Social distancing. Yeah, we'll do we'll, 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 we'll pass it with controllers in the window. 
us, I was saying the other day, us gated fans have been social distancing for 15 years at the stadium, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it now. <laughs> didn't Jasper Carrot have a joke? Said I was at St Andrews the other day and I said to the fan uh, next to him, Oi! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, and it's like, it's, what? Uh, 99? Yeah. In the stand of 11 and a half thousand, 99 in the stand. Oh, yeah. I just remember it. when I was a ball boy, I used to look up and it's like you could count how many people there, like on Tuesday night. It's like, oh, well, yeah, there's only about 120 <laughs> there. Still made it, you could still hear the odd people, the John Youngs and Stan and Tony Carter and so on singing and so on, but yeah. Yeah, there. They're the magic days, but and uh, we'll have to say goodbye because we're going to have Tracy Wilson joining us very shortly. Um, no, beforehand, uh, a fantastic Christmas and um, enjoy the magic with the little one because it's something special. Uh, I love Christmas with the kids. Yeah, no, can't wait. It should be good. Be a bit of family time. It'll be nice after the year we've had as well. So, all good. No, hopefully I can see you at a game in the next six months. Hopefully, we'll go from there. Have a great Christmas, mate, and go to the bed and enjoy yourself and. Turkey. Quick one, I just want to say as well, um, I listened to the podcast, I think it was two or three weeks ago with Mark Carruthers and you were on about the mental health and so on, that that really helped myself, um, it was just huge because I've been stuck in the house for months now and just to talk about things, it was really appreciated, so I just want to say thank you. Well, that's fantastic. Hey, mate, if, you, if, you, if you ever feel like crap, DM us, mate. No, Seriously, <laughs> just DM us because I know exactly how you feel, Davey knows exactly how you feel. You want really, to speak? Really appreciate it. Was there, mate? Uh, no problem. Um, and thanks again. And uh, again soon. Thank you. Bye. Take care, Skirf. Bye now. There we go. And Skirfield, a lovely lad, and uh, fantastic to have him on the show. We are going to have Tracy Wilson with us very, very shortly. And before she comes on, I'm just going to share this information. The club shop is open this week, um, coming from the 13th uh, all the way through to the 23rd on different dates we've got the dates on the screen there so if you want to get that special person in your life a gated gift you can go down at these dates and times at gated international stadium and um as i say there's um some lovely new things out some christmas related stuff as well and new stock uh that is arriving all the time and you have to go on the uh gated club shop to see all of that and uh, get a preview and also remember do follow all the gated social media and gated soul as well because you will see more things going on there um relating to everything whether it be merchandise or information regarding fundraising and things around the club and also the foundation as well please do that well as i say it's absolutely flew by i hope everyone's enjoying it um you can message us if you're watching on facebook do that you can tweet us at heed underscore army if you would like to uh send us a message and uh say there is the address um whoop. Well, I can't do that because I've put the banner on. I'll have to take the banner off. And then, there you go. You can message us at heed underscore army. Right, before we get Tracy on the phone, we are on, uh, on here, should I say, not the phone, we are going to play out the interview from Gator FC TV uh, of Mike Williamson previewing this weekend's game. And uh, if you're not already a follower of Gator FC TV on YouTube or any of the social media of Gator, what are you doing? Come on, just follow it, subscribe, give it a like, and share it with your friends. But this is what Mike Williamson had to say um, before, uh, well, in the build up to tomorrow's game. Mike, obviously, yeah. Another week, 
another game coming up on Saturday. How have the lads been in training so far this week? Yeah, no, they've looked good. They look sharp. Um, obviously, we've got the recovery out of the way from the weekend and the long journey. And yeah, they've looked focused and uh, we're looking forward to it. And it's now sort of hitting the time in the in the winter where a few pitches are around the league again ripped up they're maybe not as pristine as they might have been in the summer but here at the international stadium is one of the, the better pitches you'll see in the division how much of an advantage is it playing here playing on a, a pitch like that yeah it is uh, you know we always enjoy playing on a nice service and that's what we, we've got here we guaranteed that we look after it we've had the opportunity to trail on it but we wanted to preserve it um because yeah we've got a tough test on saturday and uh two good teams that play good football you mentioned Saturday, of course, Kidderminster right up the, the top end of the league. They're a side you, you drew twice with last season. How tough a game you're expecting this weekend? Very tough. They've had a, they've had a good start to the season. Um, they've got a good good squad, um, especially their first, the, the front four that they, they use. And um, they, they're organised and disciplined, set pieces and throw-ins and, and all the bits and bobs. They do really well and they're a good physical team. And um, like I say, there's nothing to to pick between us last season so I'm looking forward to it It'll be a good test and of course you had the the FA Trophy draw for the sort of the second round and the, the third round this week just in the, the week following Kidderminster are you mainly just happy to to get a home draw on the Tuesday against Farsi Salik of course yeah we you know we would prefer the home draw but yeah our focus on Saturday at the minute you know like I say Kiddy's going to be a very tough test and then we'll, we'll set our sights on on Farsley Kinnaminster say it's right up the top end of the league. They've been pretty tough to beat. We're on a, a pretty lengthy unbeaten run and, until their most recent game against Kettering. Do you feel like I don't know, these games are maybe more proof of your sort of status as challenging towards the top end of the league, or do you just feel like it's, it's every game is the same as the other? Every game, it's obviously three points to play for, and, and the tests come in different forms. But yeah, I think Kitty will be a, a good benchmark to see see where we are, as as were Chester and Gloucester and uh, you know the previous teams we've played. But like I say, you know I've watched them numerous times now, and they're very organised. They've got good players. Um, they look forward fast, and then they've got good players that um, will make the most of it. So we'll make sure we're we're on on our game, and uh, we'll be switched on for 90 minutes. In terms of the, the team news, is it pretty much the same as largely a, a clean bill of health or is there any sort of new injuries to report? No new injuries. Obviously, we've got, we've got Monty um, and Forbesy that are still on the road to recovery. But um, other than that, yeah, there's, there's no, uh, no more issues from Saturday. Well, there you go. That was Mike Williamson speaking to Gator FC TV. As ever, please do follow all of Gator uh, Football Club's social media. You'll get all the interviews like that um, as they go out live and published by the club. We are waiting for Tracy Wilson to join us. I think Mickey has went for a cheeky snout. Um, but remember, as I say, we're following Gator FC's social media. You'll be able to watch Gator versus Kidderminster Harriers tomorrow in the National League North. It's going to be a big, tough game, but can Gated get through it? Find out tomorrow and watch the game and help support the club um, by helping generate a little bit of revenue. Um, right, as I say, we are hoping for Tracy Wilson to join us very, very shortly. And um, I think she's <laughs> she, she might be there. I can see her. And also, she's got a special guest with her as well. So one second, I'm just going to play um, out a message of our sponsors because obviously we want to give them a big thank you because... Without them, we wouldn't be able to do this. And um, I'm getting away from Tr uh, Tracy at the moment. I'm going to bring her in shortly, but after this. Mm -hmm. 
well, Mickey, are you ready for this? Because I can see something that you can't. And it's, to be honest, it's frankly epic. I'm going to change the screen like this so we can see it a bit better. But we're going to welcome Tracy and Rooney the Goat. Hello, Tracy. How are you doing? Hi. Hello there, Tracy. And hello, Rooney. Rooney can't, Rooney can't hear you. Oh, can he not? No. Oh, no, devastating. Rooney can't hear you. <laughs> but fantastic effort though and what's some fantastic uh, memorabilia you've got in the background there well, as well Tracy this is the Gated Soul office so I haven't prepared this for you this is what it looks like all the time so I've only been in this office for a couple of weeks I used to be in a smaller room next door ah. but we've got a bit of a rearrangement because somebody moved out of our house which to my great sadness as in my daughter and uh, we've all moved around a bit so now I've got this room that used to be Joseph's room and this is now my office and it's just absolutely chocker full of Gateshead stuff. Well, talking about Gateshead stuff, the uh, the website has got a lot of things coming in uh, and some obviously new arrivals already, but I believe there's some more things about to arrive. Uh, yes, there are some more things that I think that Bernard may have shared photographs of, but we don't have them, I don't have them physically yet. And after what happened with Puma this year, we've decided we will not... Uh, advertise anything that we don't actually have in our hands so as soon as i get them they'll be added to the shop ah well there we go and um well one second because i've got mickey muted and i'm trying to get him uh, back. <laughs> unmute mike there we go it's not working at my end so i don't know why we can't hear from mickey i don't know ah, he's got his own switches silly yeah silly sausage um uh, tracy let's say we've seen some fantastic things but the baubles look great can you pass us a bauble Rudy? I've got, you know, so I've got a glamorous assistant. It's like a, I don't think I'd ever be a QVC type presenter. So I don't know if you can see. Probably the light isn't very good. Here's the bauble. Uh, I do have to. I do have to point out a bit of a disclaimer. There is no string included, so you will have to provide your own string. Or I'm sure. I'm sure people. Can... Whatever you're on about today. <laughs> um, well, also as well, I, I haven't mentioned one more thing, but Bernard, friend of the show, guest last week, he's you can see the bauble actually on his profile picture. Yeah, that's actually that is actually my bauble from my tree. He catfished my bauble and used it as his profile picture. I can't believe it. You heard it here first, Bernard, of the catfish. He was a catfish. <laughs> so not, not his bauble. That is my bauble. I'm, I'm very disappointed, Bernard, but Bernard has given us some good um, uh, information there that the programme is available to be downloaded for free tomorrow and it's sponsored by Modular. So um, links on social media and the Gator FC website as well. So get yourselves on there and you'll be able to get that. So fantastic. And um, also as well, we've got a message here from Roger for oh, Tracy. I must be psychic because look what I have here. Oh, you think we had planned this? Now, we don't have very many on the online shop at the moment. They are they are available now if you want to order online. Bernard has got more stock on the times that he's at the stadium. I'm always there from Sunday. I've got no idea when he's there after that because I'm not doing it, so I didn't pay any attention. Oh, well, as I say, it's fantastic to see things like that coming in. They're nice and thick. They're really good quality. I'm not sure what you do with it. Like a yeah. boot shoe yeah. or something, but... Well, that's how I would wear it, Tracy. <laughs> and um, someone's been asking as well. Saying, um, sausage skin on me. Yeah. 
said am I wearing a Christmas jumper? I'm not. It's just a T-shirt. So there we go. And um, we've got a message from Jack Bannum. He's put evening. Good evening, Jack. Thank you for joining us. And um, well, Tracy, how are you finding this season? Because it's life at the minute. It's a it, it's not great, is it? It's not it's not normal. And um, but how are you finding following Gated from afar? It's it's been a very weird year. I've been lucky enough to to, to be at a couple of matches, and um, my son is a regular ball boy, so he gets to see quite a lot of matches. It's it's just weird. Uh, I don't. I don't like it. I honestly, I prefer to find something else to do. It's such a weird experience being in that empty stadium. Yeah, it, it's 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 just sterile. That's the only way I can really describe it. It's 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 not great. But hopefully, with um, a possible change in tears, if we're lucky enough in five days to find something, I know. I know I'm touching the controls here. Please. I'm not. Yeah. I, obviously, I hope so. And I think. Yeah, I think for I'm, everybody's sake, I really do hope that I'm wrong. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go political on you. But I'm, I'm, I'm not confident. I, I would like, wrong. yeah, I would like to hope that we could get into tier two and hopefully have fans there for the Spenny Moore game on the twenty eighth. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's one of them things. You wouldn't be shocked if it's a, if it's a no. And um, we've got a message from Roger again. He's put, is the shop upstairs in the stadium? No, Roger. Uh, Bernard's going to be based at the ticket office, which is sort of like, as you're facing the main entrance, it's just to the right. And I think it's 2 or 4 this Sunday. But yeah. um, if you look on the club website, it's got all the times. I think he's there for about like eight or ten different sessions. There's plenty of opportunities to get there. But if you're quick now, we do have smooths in stock on the shop. But you will have to be quick because there's only one of the single figures. Yeah, and um, I must admit, Rooney is looking very uh, suave there with his heat army uh, mask on. Can you ask him for us? I know he can hear us, but you can't speak. How did he enjoy the light switch on ceremony? How did he enjoy the light switch on ceremony? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I know the answer. Um, but what you saw in that light switch on ceremony that was a how long you were in it with big five minutes or something like that he was mm-hmm. there from eight o'clock in the morning till half past three in the afternoon and he still didn't oh, get to finish finish filament because there were some issues with the Grinch let's say and so uh, they, they told him to go home which is why okay. you'll notice there's a bit of a continuity error and that was because they've been sent home uh, because mm-hmm. they've been there forever so um, yeah. I'm not sure if he'd known what he was Letting himself in for that he would have done it, but uh, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> 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 he's just saying that he, he did some he did some special freestyling and they missed it out. No, that that's that's and I don't know. We've lost Mickey. I don't know what's happened to his connection. I don't know if he's uh, knocked his uh, his computer off at his end, but hopefully we'll get him back in the end. But um, see, yeah, you must be happy with the way things are going on the pitch at the minute. It was a little bit shaky at the beginning. Nobody now... questions like that. So <laughs> I know, but we're winning. That's the only thing. You know, we're doing we're all right. Winning. Um, and Saturday was to be just, just that's just what I remember. Gateshead being like, and it was one of those those times you have a, a a draw that feels like a win, but that was a draw that felt like a defeat because it, it it's just so frustrating when you when when you see that. And it just, you've seen it so many times. 
Yeah. It, it, well, it, you know, it's, it's going for us, but it must be even more good for the players when they've obviously worked their socks off and then. Yeah, well, as you say, I've just put up on the screen the league table at the moment. Gated are currently sitting six on 17. Rudy, Rudy might have to explain what that means to us. Yeah, well, if, if we win and results go our way, another four, another four, three or four results go our way, we could end up the day in third if we've got a good goal difference, if we can be right, kidding. So we win and the other ones don't. Oh, yeah, nice. I don't chest them. Um, yeah well as i say we would say but there we are that's the league table as it is at the moment and uh mickey must have popped off to go to the toilet or a cheeky tab or he's having technical issues one of the three <laughs> but um as i say is there any news on the gated soul or is it because of everything that's going on at the moment um, it's kind of when it required Please, I've got this opportunity, David, just to just to probably reiterate what Bernard said when he's been on the show in the past, and just to thank all of our members for that continued support. Obviously, this has been a really awful year, and it's been really tough for people. You know, people have been redundant, people are on furlough. There's all sorts of horrible things going on, um, and and the support has still kept coming. And I just think that's absolutely fantastic. And I I don't think we say it enough how much we appreciate it and how much the club appreciates it because without our members we wouldn't be in this position we wouldn't be having this conversation because i'd be nothing to talk about we wouldn't have a club without our members i know we've had help from other people and we've got like you know outside sponsorship and things like that and support from some very very uh, great local businesses that were very very um grateful for but they wouldn't be in it if we weren't in it yeah. So they're kind of like matching our commitment, which brings me to my next uh, little plug. For um, one thing that's not available on the shop for a gift for Christmas is Gated Soul membership. I'll just flash me a card there. Oh, look at that. £10 a month um, and you become a shareholder of the club, which is something that we achieved this year that when we first met in those early days in Firo Club, and that was the dream, and we thought that was maybe 10 20 years in the future and we did it in a year when the day the soul was founded on the march 21st march 21st this year was supposed to be our agm when we became shareholders of the club in one year we did that and i might get a little bit emotional because i can't believe it and it's so frustrating it's been a phenomenal effort and obviously it's not over yet the fight continues it goes on all the time for we weren't able to have the, the celebration that we deserved. So trust me, guys, when we're out of this, we are having one hell of a party because we've oh. earned it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I've earned a... it. Never mind anybody else. I've earned it. There's a lot of unspun heroes. But Tracy, I, I know that you, you're very committed and do a lot of work that people wouldn't imagine that goes on to, you know, help put these yeah. things can in place. I, can I also just remind people that I am not an employee of the club. I don't have any influence with the club. I don't have any say with the club. I'm a volunteer like everybody else. I've got a I family. I get messages from people just all the tells time. Everybody off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Swing stuff. I can't. I, I, honestly, I'm the same as everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just uh, a bit more stupid because I've got all this going on. <laughs> you're not stupid you're special you're special um 
Before we let you go, give us a prediction for tomorrow's match. I'll ask Rooney. Follow his school He's got his school side to him, not the only thing. What? What's tomorrow's match? Um, hang on. The hooves are off. Oh, 2-2. 2-2. 4-2. 2-2. That's on that bombshell, Tracy and Rooney, we'll say thank you very much for joining us and hopefully we can have you on again in the future when we're hopefully announcing a party. And that's what we'll want. Oh, I, I hope so. yeah, can okay. I just also say, I keep interrupting you and saying this, but I say Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, and let's hope for a much better new year. Definitely. Yeah. Next week, so it might, it might be Christmas jump a week next week. So we'll see, we'll see what we can do. But uh, Tracy, Bye. once again, thank you very much. Cheers, thank you. Oh, there we go. The wonderful Tracy Wilson, there uh, she does so much behind the scenes. Um, you wouldn't believe, and um, it's just nice to give her a little bit of moment in the in the sun there. Um, my apologies Sam, before you go any further, David. You read that in a second. My phone yeah. died. I apologize. Oh, well, we thought there might have been somebody. I thought that you went for a gypsy's kiss. So we, yeah. we didn't know. Um, it's sad to see JJ join Blythe. However, he needs to play football. Hopefully he comes back to the heat. I always remember the goal that sealed our trip to Wembley. Yes, of course. We, you know, we hope he comes back. But at the moment, it does look like, um, you know, he's away for the season. Um, but who knows? He could be back next year. I mean, you know, just because players go away on loan doesn't mean that they don't come uh, back to the club and do well. Well, Mickey, we're coming towards the end of the, the, um, the podcast. We'll be back on Wednesday next week. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed this and everything's worked all right for the um, the videos. And we will put the comments on uh, on YouTube for people to be able to comment from that end. Um, but thank you to everyone that has messaged in. It's been an absolute pleasure tonight. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. And um, as I say, we've got two games to talk about next week. Of course, Kidderminster tomorrow, and then in the FA Trophy on Tuesday, it is Barsley Celtic, and um, both both tough games, both very tough games. But if we play it our best, hopefully we can do it. And oh, how we! Uh, yeah, it's not the Christmas <laughs> episode yet. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. There we go. Well, I'll have to turn the camera off when I deal with her later. Right, uh, it'll be me cowering in the corner. Um, right, well, Mickey, it's been a pleasure. Hopefully, everyone's enjoyed it. Thank you to our guests, Dom Skur, Anne Skurfield, and Tracy Wilson. We hope you've enjoyed it. Um, we hope you enjoy the game tomorrow, and uh, hopefully, next week we're in the next round of the FA Trophy and three points better off. And uh, well, Mickey, thank you very much, and we'll uh, see everyone next week. Bye. What's your prediction? Oh, uh, I think, uh, ooh, one all draw. What's yours? 2-1 to the Heat. 2-1 to the Heat. Well, there we go. We'll leave it there. Bye, everybody.